You're listening to That Bold Babe Podcast, and I'm your host, Ashley. My passion is to bring you high-vibe, honest content each week on personal growth, confidence, and deep inner work through practical, spiritual, and energetic guidance. I love to help women like you reach their highest potential through trusting themselves, owning their confidence and power, and building unshakable inner belief to achieve their greatest dreams. This is for the woman who is done with playing small. I'm a bold babe who is always growing herself, expanding her belief, and finding ways to create a more calm and joyful life. Let me be your confidence-boosting bestie who is obsessed with being her true self every day. You'll find me grooving to music while meal prepping on a Sunday and sipping soulful red wine with my girlfriends on a Friday. I'll dive into a deep conversation any day while wearing a cute outfit and red lipstick. I'll teach you everything you need to know to feel your best from the inside out. My big heart has coached over 700 women worldwide, and I love doing it. Together, we are capable of anything and everything. For ways to connect with me and work with me, check out the show notes and connect with me on Instagram at High Vibe Ash. A new Bold Babe episode starts now. Hi, babes, and welcome back to another episode of That Bold Babe podcast. I am your host and bold babe herself, Ashley Yankana. Each and every Thursday, we've got a new episode for you. Today's episode is a very juicy one, so hold on to your bridges. Now, if you are completely new to me, I'm so happy you are joining the community. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at High Vibe Ash and join the amazing 300 plus women in our Facebook group, That Bold Babe, as well. Now, I'm recording on a Wednesday and I have to say it's been a pretty wonderful day. I've kind of gotten into this new routine lately of uh, for my breakfast. So for those of you who don't know, I am a certified life coach, but I'm also a registered holistic nutritionist. So lately, along with uh, coaching my VIP clients through their own health so that they can better support their mind and their energy, I've also been uh, tapping into my own body and just making sure that I'm being supported too because the better I'm supported, the better I can support my clients. So, sorry, I needed to take a sip of my latte. So I've been having and been just obsessed with ensuring that I'm having enough food in a day. And this is a really important thing um, that I help my clients with, having enough calories, enough nutrient-dense calories, enough protein, and what that looks like specifically for them. So I have been so happy lately with this like little oatmeal bake I've been making. And it's just like bananas and oats and I use oat milk. Um, What else is in there? Mm, Baking soda and... I use protein powder in there as well, and I top off, oh, there's almond butter in there, um, a flax egg, because I can't have eggs, and then I top it off with chocolate chips and I bake it, and when it comes out, like 30 minutes on the dot, okay, because I tried for 40 minutes once and it was really dry and sad. So 30 minutes, 30 minutes on the dot, and I pull it out, and then I take it my spoon and I smear all of the the chocolate chips on top so that it just becomes into like a coating of chocolate on top. Does anybody else do that? Like when you pull banana bread or like a bake out of the oven, do you smear all the chocolate chips? I want to know because I do. And it's so good. It's so good. And I don't put any sweetener because the, the protein powder is sweet enough. And then I have it with my macadamia milk decaf latte. And you know, 
you know, some people will be like, oh my gosh, she's so bougie. She's so fancy. You know what it is? As my friends know, because I've been telling them this lately, I'm not, I don't, it's not that I'm high maintenance. I just have high standards. And that's a really important thing in being a bold babe, having high standards for yourself, for what you put into your body, the life that you experience for the people in your life. So, so important. And that kind of ties into what we're talking about today, which is all about self-sabotage and how not to abandon your dreams. So if you're new here, I'm just going to let you know now, <laughs> every episode of this podcast, it's real, it's raw, it's honest. I don't believe in, I don't believe in, in anything less than that. And uh, you'll know if you've had a conversations with me, I'm one of those people that just gets deep down into it. And if you can't hold those conversations with me, hey, doesn't mean I'm not going to love you. Just means that our conversations may be shorter and there's nothing wrong with that. I just love to surround myself with people who are on that deeper level that I'm on as well, right? That higher self level. So today we're going to get right into it and talk about that whole self-sabotage, you know, how not to abandon your dreams. Now, self-sabotage is something that comes up. Oh my goodness. In some form, I have to say it comes up in probably almost every call, every coaching call that I have with either the bold babe um, women or the individual women in the VIP program that I have. When we talk about self-sabotage, we are also talking about self-abandonment. Now, when we talk about self-sabotage, um, I think a lot of you can probably resonate with that, right? What, what self-sabotage means to you, which is basically, you know, letting other things get in your way of you actually doing the thing that you want to do, right? Whether there are thoughts that get in the way, we'll talk a little bit more about that too, um, or actual people or, you know, other things that get in the way of you doing what it is that you want to do. So this comes up often when working with clients um, who you know, whatever goal it is that they have and they find, actually, I have to admit, I hear this all the time on a weekly basis. I hear it several times. I, Ashley, I know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. And I'm like, yeah, babe, that's right. Two very simple things. You know what you need to do and you're not doing it. So let's get to the bottom of that. Self-sabotage is also in my vocabulary known as self-abandonment. And what that means is and maybe you've heard that term, maybe you haven't, self-abandonment, okay? And it's something that we are, some of us experience are even taught as, at a young age. These aren't things that we're born with, but that we're taught through the actions of others or even in conversation with others. When it comes to self-abandonment, that's truly what it sounds like. Abandoning yourself, rejecting the things that you know make you feel good and make you your best self. So suppressing your emotions, ignoring your emotions, rejecting the activities or actions that you need to take to truly be your best self in real time, like right now, so that the things that you actually need to do for yourself or that you desire um, in your life are never attainable to you because you're always abandoning those things, abandoning yourself and your desires. And it's very similar to self-sabotage, right? Self-sabotage, again, is when you let other people or things or thoughts get in the way of what it is that you're trying to conceive, what it is that you're actually trying to make available for you. And there's so many reasons, again, why we allow these things to play into our life. Um, and a lot of the time it is from something that we've learned in our past that we need to unlearn 
which is something you'll hear me say a lot. We need to unlearn and move through, grow through to move past it, right? So when you are doing something throughout the day, okay, and I want you to listen really carefully to this. When you're doing something throughout the day, um, and this comes up in all of my calls with clients, honestly, you're trying to do something throughout the day and you have a thought, whether it's somebody giving you their two cents or a thought that comes into your own mind and it's usually surrounding fear or doubt around the thing that you want to do, the capability of yourself of doing that thing. There might be thoughts of anxiety or overwhelm. Oh, it's just going to be too much for me if I try to do it. I don't know that I'm worthy of it. Like, can I actually make that happen for myself? All of these thoughts come into play. And I want you to understand that when you have a thought, you do have a choice to allow that thought to manifest into an emotion or not. So our default is that when we have thoughts, we then actually make those thoughts more mean more to us by making them into an emotion. So we have the thought of doubt. We then internalize that thought, which creates a, an emotion of fear or doubt itself, right? We feel doubt. <clears throat> we have the thought of doubt. We then feel the doubt. And then we say something to ourselves like, dang, I really, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if if I can make that happen. I don't know if this is for me. And then based on that emotion and self-talk, we then either take action or don't take action, okay? But even not taking action is taking a form of action. So instead of you going for the thing, you decide from your doubt and your self-talk, no, I don't think I can do it. Forget it, I'm just not even gonna try. And then you've created your reality. So I want you to really put the, the links into place here between these things. Our thoughts in the end become our reality. And maybe you've heard that before. Our thoughts become our reality. Our thoughts manifest into emotion that then create the self-talk that plays out into an action, even if it's an inaction, that makes our reality. And so the key point to take away here is that we are in full control of where our thoughts go. Do we keep them and manifest within them? Do we keep them and allow them to become a part of us? And I know that that was, you know, in my own, in my own experience, a huge part of the woman I was before, and I've talked about her before, this very sweet, big-hearted, compassionate woman with no boundaries. My goodness, my, the, the previous Ashley was very, very, very nice girl. Um, not that I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that I'm not anymore. I'm so, so sweet. I'm so nice. However, I do have boundaries now that I did not have before. And before when I didn't have boundaries, um, thoughts for me became so real. I would have a thought and the emotion that I tagged onto the thought and the self-talk that came after was detrimental. Self-sabotage in its finest. I was awful to myself. I was so, so kind and sweet to everyone else. And I was so awful to myself. The things I said to myself are things that I will never and have never said to anyone else because they're truly awful. So those thoughts 
weren't just a thought of, hmm, can I do this thing? It was a thought that quickly became an emotion. So the fear and the anxiety or the doubt became so real to me in that moment that then had me just talking smack about myself and why I wasn't capable of doing the thing, which led to usually some form of inaction, which it could have been binging a show because I suddenly got so overwhelmed and exhausted with the thoughts and self-talk of not being able to do the thing. So defeated, so hard on myself. And babes, I know I'm speaking to a lot of you right now who, because actually some of you I probably have spoken to in the past, or maybe you've been a past client of mine, where the self-doubt and the, the thoughts of incapability were so strong that you literally within seconds became exhausted or drained, emotionally and energetically exhausted and drained. And that's when the self-sabotage just kind of, you know, self-sabotage doesn't just knock at your door. Self-sabotage just slides on in real quietly. You don't even see them coming and they just slide on in. Next thing you know, they're right there in your ear whispering. Why don't you go ahead and binge watch that show? Why don't you go ahead into the kitchen and eat a whole bunch of crap that's going to make you feel like shit physically and is going to cause guilt and shame later? Oh, you know how you were going to go and hang out with that friend that you adore who makes you feel really good? Since you're feeling so crappy right now and so hard on yourself and so down on yourself, why don't you go ahead and send them a text message and just tell them you can't make it? Yeah, and then instead, oh, we can just cuddle up on the couch together and cry. Doesn't that sound so good? That's self-sabotage. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you relate to that? Do you resonate with any of that? Tell the truth because I know that that is exactly who self-sabotage was to me. Sometimes, you know, self-sabotage as much as it is our worst enemy came off as our best friend. Self-sabotage can feel like comfort. And this is something I speak of often on my social media, on my Instagram at High Five Ash, is that self-sabotage keeps you in your so-called comfort zone but who feels comfortable with self-sabotage who feels comfortable abandoning their greatest desires and wants and capabilities and potential your greatest potential stop abandoning your greatest potential because your dreams lie just beyond there so when people talk about getting out of your comfort zone it's so strange to me the process yes makes sense get out of there but to call it a comfort zone, it's more of like a fucking uncomfortable zone, isn't it? Like you need to get out of the uncomfortable zone and feel a little more uncomfortable so that you can grow and expand yourself into your full potential, into your highest self, into your most confident woman and bold babe to walk greatly into what you were meant to be doing, living a life that's fulfilling and joyful exciting waking up in the morning and instead of scrolling on your phone you are excited to do your morning rituals and get to the day with full intention because you are not doubting yourself you are able to see the thought come in and allow it to either go one way or the other you know it was like <laughs> when I met my partner on Bumble yes we are a dating app couple going strong and planning a future together we met on Bumble and it was like you know when you're doing this swiping and I want to say you're like swiping left for the guys or gals, you know, whatever you're into. But for me, guys, so I was swiping left on guys that I did not want to speak to and swiping right on guys that I did. And we can do that with our thoughts. Allow your thought to come in. And if you're like, mm -mm, 
This guy, this thought is a total creeper, is gonna cause so much trouble for me and is going to make me abandon who I truly am and not fulfill my true potential or capabilities. I'm gonna swipe left here. But the default, which is so strange, is that most of the time, just like, and ladies, ladies who've you know, dated in the most recent years, who know what an F-boy is, okay? Why do we swipe right on them? Like we know that they're not good for us. And it's the same thing with these thoughts, okay? So stay with me here. Same thing with these thoughts. These thoughts are creepy, they're cringy, they're not what we want in our life and yet we swipe right. We say, yeah, come on in, come on in, settle in. Wait, wait, hang on a second. Why, why am I feeling so much more doubtful? Oh my God, I have so much more anxiety now. Oh, I really don't think I can do that thing. Crap, I can't do that thing because I'm not capable. I suck at what I do. Everybody gets to have it but me. I'm never gonna be who I want. Oh my gosh, like years keep going by and why hasn't anything changed for me? And then suddenly, again, self-sabotage sneaks their way into your evening or your day and starts whispering ways that you can abandon yourself, abandon your true potential and that becomes your reality. So your thoughts, whether you swipe left or right, are going to dictate your reality. And as you grow into yourself and do the inner healing work, there is no way to avoid it, babe. You don't have to dig deep into the wounds of the healing that needs to happen. We don't have to go into the wounds, but we can process the hurt or fear or anxiety or self-sabotage that came from the past. We can process it so that it's not coming into your present and future. So that when you have those thoughts, this thought that comes in the day when you're in a moment of, yes, I can do it, but wait, you can then swipe left and say, thank you, old self, for trying to keep me safe, but I am no longer a woman that acknowledges thoughts that do not serve me. I'm swiping left because I am capable. I am fully fucking capable of a life that feels good. I can do the thing. I'm going to affirm to myself right now. I'm going to tap it out. I'm going to express to myself that I am fully capable of this. Is it going to be challenging? Yes. Do I deserve to challenge myself to bring out the best in myself? Hell yes. So right now in this moment, even with this bit of anxiety that I'm feeling, I'm going to say hell yes to myself and I'm going to take action. Instead of binge, binge eating or binge watching Netflix or doing the thing or not doing, like just feeling stagnant. Instead of that, I'm gonna take action in this moment. It doesn't have to be immense action, but I'm gonna do one thing in this moment that's gonna allow me to create a space of that reality that I want because I am swiping left on the bad and right on the good. Those good thoughts are going to propel me forward into a reality that I want because I know that my thoughts dictate my reality. And it's so important for you to understand this because when you have such a strong understanding of this, you're then able to acknowledge and be aware when those thoughts come in. You know, is this self-sabotage? Is this self-abandonment? Am I abandoning my truest potential right now? And I talk about this because there are so many women who come to me and I have this gift of seeing people's truest potential. It's quite amazing. It's part of this big heart that I have. I see who you can be before you can see it. And my job is to truly allow you to see yourself as that, you know? And in order to be able to do that, 
we need to be so aware of our thoughts, so aware of abandonment and what that looks like. And there's so many different ways that self-sabotage and self-abandonment going hand in hand present themselves in our life. Now, if you listen to the other two episodes, you may already know some of these. Okay. But for example, people pleasing, giving so much of yourself so that there is no time for you, that you are telling yourself you are not worthy of your own time. You are not worthy of rest. In order for people to truly love you and accept you, you have to give, 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 and do, do, do for them. Put yourself on hold for the rest of your life and give to others. Mm -mm -mm. No, no, no. (laughs) Do you think Mother Teresa did that? No. You have to take care of yourself. You have to eat. You have to sleep. You have to take care of your thoughts and your yourself, you know, starting first thing in the morning, taking care of you so that you can give more to others because your cup is overflow. Okay. When you're not doing that, you are truly abandoning yourself and it is a scary and dark place to be. Oh, it's so dark. It's like clammy, dark and wet, like chilled to the bone. Nobody wants to be in that place, right? Abandonment can look like so many different things. It can look like being, oh, comparison, right? So being in a place of comparison consistently. Oh boy. I lived there for a long time, constantly living in comparison for almost three decades of my life and being in a place of, you know, her body always will always look better than mine. And things just come easier for her. Geez, look at this entrepreneur. She was able to put her shit together in three months and now she's full time right? So comparison, as they say, is a thief thief of joy. It also is a form of self-abandonment because you are literally telling yourself those thoughts, those immediate thoughts that come with comparison, again, turn into emotion. Those thoughts turn into emotion so darn quickly. And then you hear the narrative in your mind, a negative narrative, that negative self-talk that makes you not take action and do something that's going to be hurtful to yourself. That equals your reality of just staying in the same place. giving you a moment to let that sink in. I've talked about self-trust before, and that's a really huge part of self-sabotage and self-abandonment. If you're able to trust yourself, you're then able to grow belief in yourself. And these two things go hand in hand. When you trust who you are, you're able to believe. And when you believe you, your default, when those thoughts come up is no, but I know I'm capable. No, no, no. But I know that I can do this. Yes, I can acknowledge it's going to be hard, but I know I can do this instead of, I don't really know. Okay. So being able to trust yourself allows you to truly believe in yourself. So the opposite of that, again, self-abandonment, self-sabotage would be not trusting yourself and totally allowing those negative thoughts turn into a raging negative narrative a raging negative narrative that takes over your thoughts, takes over your that moment you have to decide do you swipe left or right and brings that into reality, right? You have difficulty controlling your emotions in that moment. You honor everybody else's emotions and not your own. Instead of feeling confident and secure in who you are and trusting yourself, you feel so insecure with who you are you're insecure about your life, you're comparing your life to others, your relationships, your work status to others. These are all forms of self-abandonment. Is it your fault? No. 
because more than likely it was something you were learned or taught as a child probably not on purpose <laughs> honestly not on purpose just something that you were taught and it's your responsibility to unlearn that like i said i'm always going to be honest with you and i have to say it is your responsibility you have the choice to change your narrative babe the story that you tell yourself becomes your reality because you think about it all the time you tell your story and then it becomes your reality <clears throat> i'd have an example of this from a previous client of mine and she her reality was always that she had to work really really hard to make money otherwise she was just going to get paid you know minimum minimum wage but working way more than than she needed to so in changing her narrative she was able to trust herself and change her belief really inspire herself to take action to create a different reality so her thoughts Instead of becoming detrimental and negative to her, they became so incredibly positive that they, she inspired herself to tell herself a different story, ended up leaving her job, creating a life of abundance because she took that action, inspired action that propelled her forward into a reality that felt amazing. Because self-sabotage, though it still tried to you know sneak its way in here and there, had less of an active participant in her life, less of an active lover in her life. So many of us are best friends with self-sabotage, right? Women who come to me who want the holistic nutritionist side of me and, you know, they say that they're able to so-called eat healthy for three days or work out for three days and then drop off. Women who um, are looking to do the inner work and they start doing it and then the fear just climbs in over them and turns the lights off and everything goes dark. That's when the self-sabotage truly becomes their best friend. And that needs to change. And it can. I want you to know that. It can change. So I want you, you know, if you take one thing away from this episode today, what I want you to be able to take away from this is that your thoughts become your emotion. That then becomes your self-talk or your narrative, your story which will then either be a catalyst to action that can be positive or negative that creates your reality. It sounds like a lot of steps, but it's actually quite easy to understand that truly our thoughts become our reality. And I'm sure I'm speaking to a lot of you right now that resonate with this because, you know, I always speak from the heart. I have resonated with that story for so long with self-sabotage. And there's so much more that can be yours and can come to you right now. So if you've been listening and you've been hesitant about joining the Bold Bay program, then I want you to know that if you've got questions, ask them to me. Because the Bold Bay program is for you if you're ready to own your power and your confidence, start loving your body from the inside out, learning how to trust yourself and believe yourself and truly kicking self-sabotage to the curb. So if you have questions um, or if you're ready to join the other women who've joined the Bold Bay program and it's for you, send me a DM on my Instagram. <clears throat> my Instagram 
the Facebook group, my Facebook is all in the show notes, which is the description of this podcast episode. So you can find it all there. And if you're ready to jump full wholeheartedly into your next level self, absolutely creating a life that you love, like you are ready to just take my hand and go one-on-one with me, then let's jump into that VIP coaching. This is for the babe who is done with playing small. She's done with not being the leading lady of her life and is ready to shake things up, be completely unstoppable and unshakable. She's ready to invest in herself and to honor her true potential with full confidence. Then let's talk about one-on-one coaching for you. Babes, I'm so, so happy that you joined me today because this is one of my favorite things to talk about because I lived it for so long and have helped over 800 women over my eight years of coaching, you know, surpass their self-sabotage and really create such a different narrative and manage their thoughts so differently that their entire life shifts. When we shift our internal world, our external world has no choice but to follow. There's always this ripple effect that happens and it's so exciting. It's so exciting to witness as a coach. I can't tell you. (laughs) It's so amazing. Literally, you know, brings tears to my eyes when I think about it. So I will let you go for now. And I'm so excited to speak to you all again soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of That Bull Babe Podcast. If you resonated with what you heard, I would be so grateful if you wrote a review and shared this with a bull babe you know would learn from it and love it like you do. You can connect with me over on Instagram at Ash. I look forward to getting to know you more. 